Access granted. Wow! It's cowboy time. When I heard Ron Keel, I was like, whoa, no way. That can't be Keel. That can't be Ron Keel, the lead singer of Keel. You know, I was freaking out. Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. I am just a cowboy. Oh, man, it's always good to hear your voice on the radio. I know exactly what time it is. It's Ron Keel time! Good morning, you sexy devil. The boy is bound to get dirty when he's playing cowboy. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie Trunk, and you're listening to my old buddy, the rock and roll outlaw, Ron Keel. You got that Welcome to the streets of rock and roll with your host, Ron Keel. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do this. Ground Control Metal Cowboy, you're cleared for takeoff. Your fearless front man reporting for duty. If you're listening to the show on demand in high-quality audio at patreon.com slash ronkeel, thank you so much for subscribing and being a part of my inner circle. If you're cranking it up on krfkradio.com or any one of our mighty affiliate stations, I appreciate the opportunity to entertain you for the next hour, during which my guest will be author Jim Santora Jr. Always cool to have a best-selling author on the show. He's promoting his new book, Underrated Rock Book 2, T-O-O, 200 More Overlooked Albums, which is a sequel to his 2018 book on the same subject. Always a hot topic on social media and elsewhere. And during the program, we'll play music from some of these albums. Many of them appear in the book. I've got some of your suggestions also mixed in along the way from our Facebook group at Kilaholics.com. Thanks for the ideas and uh, recommendations. I'll close the show with a couple of my personal picks. Got to get my opinion in the mix here, of course. And I want to stick to our target audience and play stuff I know most of us like. The books are all over the map in terms of style, but uh, we're not going to play any grunge, no country. We'll stick to the hard rock and metal because... It's what we do. That's right, Bruce. Keep in mind that these are underrated and overlooked albums. Not bands or artists. Not a discussion about which band should have been huge, but which albums may be underrated or perhaps they just haven't stood the test of time. I enjoyed doing the research for this one and kind of digging through these books one page at a time. Really, you could just flip to any page and find his interesting commentary about each release and artists. And you could grab a copy of these books by Jim Santora Jr. on Amazon or his website, underratedrockbook.com. The albums are listed in alphabetical order, so let's start on page 22. A band called Babylon AD from their underrated self-titled album from 1989, The Kid Goes Wild. 
Babylon AD on the streets of rock and roll, where this week we're focusing on the most underrated and overlooked albums of all time, at least according to author Jim Santora, who will join me in segment number two. This next band, Fastway, their debut self-titled album is listed in Jim's 2018 underrated rock book, but this suggestion slash request comes from Keelaholic, Jay Mars, the metal plowboy, a great call, Jay, from the movie soundtrack for the film Trick or Treat, especially since it is Halloween season. Let's crank up some Fastway. get a little wet but we keep on rocking
1977 by popular demand. You won't find too many bands that get the unanimous vote for being underrated and overlooked like you will with Stars, S-T-A-R-Z, one of my favorite bands when I was in high school. And also, I'm glad to see that album listed on page 137 of Jim Santora's 2018 book, listing what he feels are the 200 most overlooked albums in rock. That first book focuses more on rock albums, while the sequel includes other genres, mostly rock, but there's some pop, punk, hardcore, even a couple of country albums in the new one. We'll talk about all that with the author, Jim Santora Jr., just around the bend. On the streets of rock and roll, grab something and hold on. The world is my workplace, but Sioux Falls, South Dakota is home. We've made a lot of great memories in Sioux Falls the last seven years, and on New Year's Eve, the Ron Keel Band is bringing it home for our only Sioux Falls show of 2022. Live in concert Saturday, December 31st at the beautiful El Riyadh Shrine. For table reservations, general admission tickets, hotel discounts, and more, go to RKB. NewYearsEve.com. We're going to do an extended show, probably three hours long, with an intermission and a free, I said, meet and greet, playing all your favorites from RKB, Keel, Badlands House Band, and more. Let's celebrate together and start the new year with good music, good friends, and a good time with Ron Keel Band at the El Riyadh Shrine in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Go to rkbnewyearseve.com. You're our... Hey, everyone. This is Jim Santora, Jr., author of the Underrated Rock Book and the new Underrated Rock Book 2. And I'm on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel.
the right to rock the original 1985 keel version because that release appears on the list of overlooked albums in a new book entitled the underrated rock book two spelled t-o-o 200 more overlooked albums the sequel to the 200 most overlooked albums 1970 to 2015 and i'm joined now by the author of both books jim santora jr hello jim welcome to the streets of rock and roll thanks for doing this well ron uh, appreciate being here um always great talking about uh, talking about music and rock and roll so uh, glad to be here i'm looking forward to this discussion congratulations on the release of the new book thank you i think for including one of my albums in this one uh, yeah, well, we can definitely uh, segue right into that. Uh, definitely, uh, the, the, the Right to Rock, uh, from Keel. Um, I mean, it's such a great album. I mean, just my first memories of that is actually picking up, uh, you know, when we, the first time around when vinyl was still around before CDs, uh, started, uh, taking, taking over. But, uh, I remember running out, hearing that song on one of the metal shows. I, I'm, I'm actually in the Philadelphia area, so, uh, you know, back in the day, we had 94 WISP used to have a metal shop, so they used to always play all the all the great hard rock, and uh, and and Keel was one of those bands. So I still remember uh, they played the Right the Rock, and I was like, man, I got to grab this album, and you know, just such such amazing stuff. Uh, we appreciate yeah. that, and, and we could talk more about that. But I'm not here as the lead singer of Keel. I'm here as a a member of the media, radio, the podcast, all that, trying to help you promote the book. And this is a big topic yep. on social media and media in general. And not a conversation that I normally would engage in for various reasons, but I think our listeners and rock fans all have their lists of which bands or albums were underrated, overlooked. If you ask 20 people, you're going to come up with 20 different opinions. How did you come up with your lists of overlooked albums? Well, when I when I first started this, and, and just to kind of take a, a, a just a quick step back, uh, I've been in you know I've been involved in in radio and internet radio uh, over the years. Uh, I was a I was a mobile disc jockey. I was a you know uh, terrestrial uh, for a bit uh, on a terrestrial radio. I was in bands. I you know I did I did stuff with some uh, music magazines. So so I've encompassed in 53 years of my life uh, listening to a lot of a lot of music, a lot of rock music in in general. So this was always a topic that I, as I was listening to music, the bands that I sort of gravitated to were not always the same bands that maybe my friends got into, where everybody was kind of you know on that you know the 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 bands that were more popular, you know, we could sit there and say, you know, for every, you know, for every Van Halen, for example, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a warrant or there's a, a triumph or something like that. Right. Something that's kind of a little bit, uh, you know, not maybe not as big or should have been, you know, should have been bigger in, in, in certain, certain degrees. Right. The topic, when I first started with my first book, uh, which was released in 2018, I, I drilled it down to the years 1970 to 2015, I kind of segmented it and I kind of keep it to like one album from one particular artist. But, you know, we could have artists as, you know, they could be in a band and they're in a solo group. They're in, um, you know, they're in a super group somewhere with something else. So there was a lot of different lines and, and I kind of explain it in the book. And, and the Underrated Rock Book 2 kind of takes where that book ended. And the rules, I kind of extended the rules a little bit here, kind of have some artists and band and albums that are from the 1960s. And then there's some other stuff that's, you know, 
beyond 2015 and, and uh, you know, closer to like 2020, and, and and even I think I have, there's one in there that's for, that, that was in uh, 22, kind of following the same concepts. And really, these two books, while I, I call it Underrated Rock Book 2, you know, not PWO or, or the number two, because thinking it's the second book, I really feel that these books, if you read them, you know, you read Underrated Rock Book 2, you could go back to Underrated Rock Book, the original one, and and there's not really a bad place like of where do you where do you start? That's where I kind of go with that. And I, and I also think when I was doing this, it's a great talking piece. It's a great debate piece because I can put bands out there and people can debate with those or, or even debate with me to say, no, that's the wrong, you know, that's not the right album. It's this album. But, you know, that's kind of the whole point. It's just to kind of have some talking points in you know, it's really good with the original book. I got a lot of great feedback from people where they said, you know, man, you had so many great albums that I remember. And I, and I agree with you hundred percent. And then there's other people that, you know, kind of like, Hey, no, I think this one should have been in. And that's great because that, that was kind of the book doing its job. What was your criteria when you made this list? You've got some big names in this new book, like Bon Jovi and Journey. And then you've got a lot of artists and albums I've never heard of. What was the dividing line between correctly rated or underrated? What really started with the first book, the, I always say the first hundred were kind of the easiest ones for me because they were always the go-to ones. Hmm. And, and, and it was, you know, kind of like, you know, and the ones that kind of pop off the top of my head right now are like, you know, Cheap Trick, Stop This Game, and uh, Kansas Mask, uh, Aerosmith, Night in the Ruts, for example. So, yeah. so like, those are three that like automatically, uh, Electric Light Orchestra on the third day is another one that kind of pops off where, you know, growing up, these were always my go-to albums. But if you were to talk to, you know, if you were to listen to the radio, you would sit there and, and like during that time, those those songs didn't really come on. You know, in my opinion, they were great albums and other people also will sit there and say, hey, these were great albums, but but you'll never see the airplay, let's say. Like, you know, even today, you won't hear anything, you know, you won't, you rarely will hear anything, if anything, from a Night in the Rocks, yeah. for example, Good right? Point. Good so, point. So that's kind of so that's kind of you know where my criteria kind of started, and then the rest of it was kind of some research that I was doing. I also had feedback with different sites I would go on, and people would throw out different albums, and I would start listening. And you know, and and sometimes I would discover artists that like I wasn't really you know too from you know too too familiar with, or or I knew them, uh, but I never really focused on you know, their music, right? I, I think a big example of that is like a band like Status Quo, for example, where I knew who they were and I think everybody will gravitate towards like pictures of Matchstick Men as a as a song. Um, but, you know, I really, I, I really started hearing other stuff from that band. And that's when it, it, it really started to, um, you know, kind of hit me there, you know, that, that, man, these guys are really good gravitated towards and went through to say, you know, they're in the book. They're in the book for a reason. There's a story as to why these bands are in the, in the book. And some of it could be because, you know, they kind of were in, they were kind of there. They were part of that scene, but they kind of got pushed in a corner. Um, or, you know, there was a, a bunch of missteps that happened and, you know, their, you know, the album, you know, it never saw the light of day, those kind of things. And, and these are kind of, uh, kind of stories that I, 
you know, when I'm just talking about these books about, you know, things that kind of, kind of happened, uh, in the band's time and, and, and you could kind of make some opinions as to why you think, you know, things didn't go right. You know, and then there's the other ones like, you know, when, when there's a, there's a few albums that are in here that some people might sit there and say are ex- extremely popular, but when you put them up against the rest of that band's collection, for example, um, do they stand out? And, and, and those are the kind of things that I, 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 I explain in the book when I do these, um, and they're basically 300, around 300 word reviews, some a little less, some a little more, but I, I, I try to get that, I try to get that, uh, that thought across. Um, and then of course, listing, uh, songs in there. So it's also interactive book as well. So while you're reading the book, you can, you know, go, I mean, obviously not everybody's going to have the CDs, right? Unless you're like a fanatic and you already have every CD that's in this book. And I'd like to find that person too, but, um, I'm always going to be a guy that's going to buy music. I'm always going to buy, you know, my CD collection, you know, I'm always going to add stuff to the collection, but there's a reason why you can go to a Spotify and, and listen to albums and then sit there and say, wow, this is great. And then if you, if you like something, you know, I'm, my thing also is I'm encouraging people that if you like something, go, go buy it. If you can find the CD or you can find it on vinyl somewhere, absolutely go pick it up and add it to your collection. If if you are reading what I'm saying and then you're listening to it and then you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in with what, uh, with what Jim's saying in this book about this, about this band and about this album. I'm speaking with author Jim Santora Jr. Who's just released the underrated rock book Two TOO 200 more overlooked albums available on amazon.com and everywhere else. All those links can be found at underratedrockbook.com. The albums are listed in the books alphabetically by artist, not by album. So this isn't like the anti-charts where we're counting down to the most obscure, underrated, irrelevant, overlooked album of all time. But Jim, I want to ask you from both perspectives, what's the best-selling or most well-known album that in spite of its success, it still makes it onto the list? Uh, that's a great, that's a great question. We had mentioned journey and, you know, with, with journey, we had the, um, infinity, uh, album yeah. and that one, that one was a very successful album, but you know, especially, I mean, with the songs like wheel in the sky, obviously was a big one. And then feeling that way in any time, which, you know, anybody that doesn't play those two songs back to back, uh, there's, there's something wrong with them, right? Because those two songs need to be played together, uh, at any time, whether it's on the radio or just in your, in your home, you know, cranking out tunes. But that was another great album, you know, sold probably a couple million. I don't have it off the top of my head, but obviously it's a precursor to what they were going to do, uh, with, with future albums. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the, the point that we, we kind of have here because there are some albums that were extremely popular, um, sold millions of copies, but I always call it the test of time. Like if that album comes out at a certain period of time and, you know, 20 years or 25 years have come by, have gone by, what does that album, what does that album do now? Like what kind of, you know, what kind of, um, you know, Def Leppard's another one with high and dry, which was, uh, for them, it was a successful, a successful album, but you know, it's right off, you know, right after that, it's pyromania and hysteria, which are obviously their two biggest albums. So when you sit there and look at 20, 25 years down the road, 
you know, and you're still hearing uh, you're still hearing songs from Pyromania and uh, and Hysteria. You're not always hearing, you know, and if you did, it's like bringing on the heartbreak, right? You know, it's not like uh, you know, Let It Go, another hit and run, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So, so those are the kind of things that I kind of point out as to you know the one the albums that are a little more successful, you know, why why they you know why they make the list. Um, and, and sometimes they kind of get wedged between popular albums or they're the album just before they really got massive. Um, you know, and then a lot of it's just a test of time and what they, you know, what happens when they go past 20, 25, 30 years, uh, even 10 years for that matter. The new book by Jim Santora Jr. is called The Underrated Rock Book 2, again spelled T O O. 200 More Overlooked Albums. It's the sequel to the 200 Most Overlooked Albums, 1970 to 2015. Both can be found online at Amazon.com and everywhere else, including the website, underratedrockbook.com. Jim, thanks so much for reaching out, for coming on the show, and for giving some attention to a lot of music that we might not have known about otherwise. Well, I, again, Ron, I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, hopefully, anybody that picks up the book, uh, they're uh, welcome to you know issue back feedback to me, and you know, tell me, hey, the book's great. Hey, you missed a few bands, and and actually, that's kind of the key too, because there's always a running joke of if I'm going to do a third version of this. So, uh, I always welcome suggestions if they don't see uh, if they don't see their uh, favorite artists or albums uh, in in these books. Author Jim Santora Jr. on the streets of rock and roll. Best of luck with the new book great stuff thank you appreciate the time for the complete unedited versions of the interviews you hear on the streets of rock and roll subscribe to the podcast ron this is renee keel reminding you that october is breast cancer awareness month my battle with breast cancer had a happy ending and i live to write about that experience in my book anything but pink early detection is critical don't put off that breast exam to find out how you can help, visit nationalbreastcancer.org. And if you or someone you know can benefit from my experience, you can find anything but pink at reneekeel.com. Great discussion with author Jim Santora Jr. as we cruise down the streets of rock and roll exploring some tracks from the most underrated and overlooked albums in hard rock history. Hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And we talked for about 40 minutes, way too long for the radio show. So that entire conversation will appear on the Ron Keel podcast very soon. Keeping in the spirit of the book, which is really meant to help us all discover music that we may not know about. I'm flipping to page 77 to check out a band from Seattle that I've never heard of. Maybe you have. They're called Fifth Angel. From their 1989 power metal album on Epic Records, Midnight Love.
Hi, this is Don Dockin, and you're on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel.
Yes, from Don Dawkins' solo album, Up From The Ashes, which author Jim Santora Jr. and I both agree is underrated and overlooked. I promise to close the show with a couple of tracks from albums that I personally feel fall into these categories. So let's do that before we crash and burn headfirst into the finish line. In 1985, a band from Phoenix called Icon was on the edge of massive success with their second album, Night of the Crime. For reasons I won't go into now because we don't have time, that didn't happen. But the album remains one of my personal top 10 releases of all time. Really tough to pick a favorite track from this one. I stopped the killer Don't wanna be right Disappearance No return Can you tell me What I need to learn Cause I'm afraid so 
icon. The song is called Missing. Every cut on that disc is a winner. And whether the world ever found out about them or not, I'm glad that I did. And I've got that in their other underrated and overlooked album, the self-titled debut in my personal collection. Both are available on iTunes and well worth the $7.99 I just paid to have those digital files in my library. I do have the CDs somewhere in storage, but I wanted it on the, the drive so I could play some for you and enjoy that record. You know, I'm not going to stick a fork in this edition of the show without playing some black and blue. All of their albums are, as far as I'm concerned, underrated and overlooked. And most of you know that I'm good friends with those dudes and how much I like them. They were the best in the West. In my opinion, as good or better than Crew, Rat, Quiet Riot, and yeah, better than Keel. And they were so close. I've had this talk with Jamie St. James more than once. Their debut single was Hold On to 18. But for some reason, the producer, the band, the record company, nobody realized their target audience was only 16 years old at the time. I believe they were one syllable away from platinum. If they'd called it Hold On to 16, everything might be a little different today. But still, a great band with a fantastic catalog of good songs, We're going to let them steer us home. Here's Black and Blue on the streets of rock and roll. As always, it's a blast, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill entertaining you. Until next time, hold on to 50, Aaron, and live the rock, Sheldon! Ah!